Chair, your host for All Volunteer or All Heart from Beekeeper Patrol. And today I wanted to cover nonprofits that need to update their website or perhaps blow up their website, start over, or maybe you just need to really give it a huge facelift. We just done this at binkypatrol.org. You can go visit the site. Huge difference from before and after. And part of the reason is when we started 27 years ago, almost 28 years ago, we used a proprietary software called TMS Publisher. It was based in Malaysia and it was before WordPress. It was before a lot of things. It was before social media, it was before so many things. And at the time it was the most affordable thing. It was logical. Our folks were able to learn how to edit things. It was really a simple thing. It was almost like working in Word, but on a website. They could upload images. We had forms, private areas. We had reports. We had all these different helpful tools. But the programming language became kind of out of fashion, outdated. It was in something called Cold Fusion. And we delayed and delayed and delayed. And I finally got tired of paying for hosting on a site that wasn't ever getting improved or updated as far as the structure of it. And the back end of it, you know, the engine that ran it. So I gave up and I said, you know, I need to do the website. But we didn't have any money. Last year, Mr. Ballin Foundation gave us a grant and we earmarked a big chunk of it for the website. Most was for our big events that we had last year. But we left a big chunk for the website because this is what's going to allow us to grow and expand across the country. We want more volunteers, more chapters and we need to appeal to a newer audience. So it was time to do that. So I wanted to go through some of those steps with you on what we had to do ahead of time. This is probably gonna end up like a two or three part series because there's so many big pieces to it that are very important and nerdy and detailed. But I'm gonna give you in this episode just the breakdown of what to prepare for, what you need to know before you have somebody quote you on what it's going to cost or if you have volunteers that want to help you you need to know their capabilities so we're just going to focus on those pieces rather than the mail the i don't know some of the other more detailed things first you need to know are you rebuilding your website are you wanting to get a duplicate of your existing site bring it in and work with what's there and just kind of massage it rewrite it edit it update the look, update the layout? Or are you saying that old site was horrible and leadership's changed, everything's changed, we just want to start from scratch? You need to know those things. I'm going to really recommend that you make a list. Honestly, there has to be something you still like about your website. Maybe it's just your logo. Okay, fine. Maybe it's fast. Maybe it's easy to read. Make your list of positives first. And then the things that really bother you about it and then your wish list. What do you want to add? So your negatives aren't about what it doesn't have. It's about what it has that doesn't work. Is it the layout? Is it the colors? Is it how slow it is? All those things need to come into play before you decide on your solution for this new version of your website. Are you going to add new capabilities to go with your growth and expansion plans like donations online? I'm sure most of us have that through PayPal. Do we want something more sophisticated? I'm going to give you a big tip right here. Do, 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 big tip. Go, if you are a 501c3, go to techsoup.org if you haven't already. Get an account there. You can get a lot of software. You can get computers. You can get 
operating systems, all sorts of things at a discount or almost free, including the Adobe Suite, which all these things can be super helpful as you're trying to update everything. Okay, techsoup.org, boop boop, that's the end of that tip. Getting back to the things you wanna do for growth. Donations online, newsletters that you're gonna send out regularly, or do you just still send them out periodically? Are you using MailChimp? Are you using something else? That's a different topic for another day, but you gotta know what the goals are. Do you have private content for maybe leadership and officers that they log in and they can view it? Do you have other contributors that you want to invite? And I don't mean the ones that send you the email. Oh, well, can we do a link back and you're going to link to our page about mops on your trailer, mops in the trailer or mops when you're camping or car mats or whatever it is. It has nothing to do with your nonprofit. Throw those away. But are you going to find some invited contributors? Maybe you have some volunteers that are great at writing and they can't do the other stuff that you need. It's a great opportunity for people, especially students too, trying to earn their community service hours. Maybe they can help you write content. Are you going to do this update yourself? Or is a volunteer or a group of volunteers or a staff member, or are you hiring somebody to do this project? You might not know that answer until you know what's involved in this new version of your website. You could just hire somebody to pull the project together and to find the person to do the work. You could also hire one company to do it all if you have that kind of budget, good for you. But be careful when you do this because a lot of these companies, I've had nonprofits come to me because I've been doing this for so long. I do a lot of consulting for nonprofits and they'll come to me and tell me what somebody just charged them. I was stunned. I mean, tens of thousands of dollars and there wasn't much improvement. They just want to throw everything away and start fresh without taking into consideration what I'm going to teach you here. So be very careful of somebody that just wants to blow it all up. You want to make sure that you actually need that and what your goals are. Be realistic. Maybe you do it in a couple phases. Maybe the first thing is updating the structure of your site, where it's rested, where it's hosted and the look of it and maybe some images. And then you can get into the deeper things and add in all the bells and whistles like all the membership pieces and private content and all that. If you do end up hiring somebody, please do not let them register anything that you are adding in their names, their company names or anything else, even if they think it's saving time, even if they get a discount on it and they're trying to save you money, they are well-intended probably. But the problem is when they go away, you don't have access. You can't get to your stuff. You aren't notified when it's about to renew, when it's expired, when there's an issue. You not need to make sure that somebody at your nonprofit, maybe you have an email address just for this, operations at, marketing at, IT at, your domain. Don't put it in somebody's personal account, even if they volunteer and have been a volunteer with your organization or a director for dozens of years. It must be at your organization's website address. You want a real official email address that you as an admin can control, change the password on, go look at the mail, whatever you need. The next thing I want you to do so you can understand where your focus needs to be is to go to Google Analytics. I'm really hoping you have it. If you don't, you can skip this whole part because it's not going to do you any good. But if you do have Google Analytics, even the old version, it probably got updated. Hopefully Google took care of that for you, even if it doesn't have all the fancy stuff set up yet for Google 4.0, but you want to see what are your top pages? You want to look at the last year and the last three years. Beyond that, 
you know, volunteers change. Markets change, needs change, all that type of thing. Beyond three years, it doesn't matter nearly as much. But you will see a pattern between one year and three years. And probably your top site pages are your top pages. Put that information in a spreadsheet and you're going to use that later because you're going to have to make sure that you cover that page. See what happens when you restructure a website, sometimes you restructure how the links are done. Sometimes you change the names of the pages or you add new pages. You don't want people that were going to your top pages getting an error. And you've seen that before. You go to something that's like, oh, that's a perfect page. You click on it, it's like, oh, 404 error. Oops, this is our oops page. Something like that. You don't want that to happen. So this list that I'm telling you to make in a spreadsheet will help you avoid that issue. We will do a whole different episode on redirects, but you're going to need this so you know what the old page was, what it's going to link to in your new one. For me, because our website, the beankeypatrol.org website, was a totally different programming structure, every page had to change. Every URL would break if I didn't put in a redirect. From our contact page to our chapter listings, to our handbooks, our articles, everything changed. And so that spreadsheet was really important. We took down the 250 top pages and made sure they all linked somewhere. Everybody else can go to a 404 page and find something on our current site. That's fine. But those top pages, I wanted them to resolve properly. So people got what they were expecting to see. This is also an opportunity to clean house. We'll talk about that in another episode as well. So redirects and cleaning house, that'll be a second episode. Now, once you know what people are actually going to on your site on a regular basis, you know what your structure needs to be. If they're always looking for Binky Patrol, they're always looking for patterns. They look for patterns, community service, ways to help. Those are the three top things. And the started chapter, as much as I want people to start chapters, I don't get nearly as many there as I'd want to. So I had to consider that too. It's like, well, how can I drive people there? And that becomes something I've added in all of our pages. So once you have all this, you know what's popular, what you like, what you don't like, what you want, and possibly what your budget is, it'll be time to get quotes but not yet. <laughs> you're looking at all those top pages. Well, maybe you have some new pages you want to add. That means you got to write new content. Who's going to write it? Does that need to be part of the budget? Is that a different volunteer? Is that you? Are you going to get some help from ChatGPT and then really warm it up and make it yours, not just copy paste? Please, please say yes. Don't ever let AI write your content on your website. Always edit it because you want it to be yours and you also want it to be grammatically correct, which most of the time it isn't from AI editors. <laughs> but if you need that too, that has to fit into your new site outline. Now you're ready to get that quote because now somebody can say, this is what you have. This is what you're going to have. This is the mess you have in your old site. This is what your goals are in your new site. And they can give you a quote on what it would take to do it. At that point, Maybe they can even give you an action plan. Hey guys, you know, if you, we can build it, we can do the template, we can get it all set up, bring all the old content in. Can you guys edit all the content? Can you restructure it? Can you go get the photos? There are all different ways to divide up this project. 
but you got to take it all into consideration. Banking Patrol, we're super fortunate. We have our volunteers, our chapter leaders send us photos all the time that have photo releases. We have everybody get photo releases for all the photos because we have photos of kids. We have people in action. You know, we don't put any of our recipients up there most of the time because they are all very protected and we don't want to put them at risk. But we have lots of photos we can use, which is great. If you are not able to get a bunch of photos, if you don't have a photographer, whether volunteer or paid, you're going to need photos. Buy the photos. I don't care if it's $2.99 each. Buy the photos. Go on, you can go on Pexels and get them for free. Make a donation to the photographers. Those are odd photos though sometimes. You can go on Adobe Stock because you are going to get your account through TechSoup.org. And I get photos for $2.99. I get 10 free every month and then I get photos for $2.99. Saves me so much time when I want just something to really tell a story that I might not have access to from our volunteers. Please do not look for photos on Google and download them because they were out there. That doesn't mean they're free. It means it belongs to somebody else and you could realistically get fined up to thousands of dollars for using a photo you didn't have permission to use because if it's a really high-end licensed photo, that is so expensive and you can't play the nonprofit card. You can't say, oh, boo-hoo, I'm a nonprofit. Oh, well, it's still stealing and it's still copyright infringement. So please be really careful about that. All right. So now, you know, you know what you need to cover in your new website, what you want to add. Hopefully you've picked an editor and a writer. You have images to go with it, to tell those stories on those major landing pages that you're restructuring or adding. You're putting out there to get some quotes of who can help you deciding who can help you. And once you've done that, it's time to pick out your website theme. If you're using WordPress, maybe you're moving over from Weebly to WordPress or something and you're importing it. I don't know, whatever you're using until you have all the content in there, like your old articles, all the old stuff you're bringing in. Don't worry about the new theme yet, because for now you're just cleaning up the messes. Then you get your new theme. What do you want it to look like? How current is it? And does your theme get updated regularly? And I say to buy a theme because I've seen too many organizations companies too, but primarily nonprofits that somebody will volunteer to build this thing, but it's hard programmed in there and it's really difficult to edit. And with rotating volunteers, it's very hard to teach people every time how to update the website. And then that volunteer that built it went away and nobody can fix it or add new features. Go get a reliable theme from themeforest.net. They have great themes. I'm really partial to one from theme fusion called Avada because it is so modular, they update it almost weekly with little bitty bits of pieces of improvements and improvements in performance, so many things that they do all the time and they have great support. So here's some tips you're already learning. You're going to techsoup.org. You're gonna sign up so you can get discounts on everything Adobe, everything Microsoft, maybe even some laptops and some other fundraising software and other subscriptions. You're going to sign up for your photos through Adobe. So you get 10 free ones. You're going to get a themeforest.net account under your nonprofit account again to buy that theme. I'm going to highly recommend use a really fast hosting company. Some of them are good. Some of the big ones are good, 
and I'm sorry, I'm a GoDaddy reseller and I don't say to go with them. Um, DreamHost isn't horrible and their su support's pretty good, but Rocket.net has my heart. They are outstanding and my sites perform better. Their support is at my fingertips all the time in chat. I mean instant. There is no waiting in line. I always have somebody to talk to immediately. They always, always solve my problems and then some. I have never met the, a better group of support staff than the ones at rocket.net. So those are my tips for this one. I think that's enough for now. It gives you a lot to think about, a lot to consider. If you have any questions, ask me. I'm happy to talk to you about it. I'm happy to put you in touch with anybody, you know, that could help you with your website. If you don't want it to be me or somebody, you know, in my team, I'll find you somebody, somebody that fits your budget and your needs. But I would love to walk through this with you because it's super important. This is your reputation. This is what keeps your volunteers and your donors and everybody else from being frustrated. We'll talk about all the other elements in another episode, but the next one we're going to talk about are redirects and freshening up your content. So it's ready for a brand new audience and to serve your volunteers best. Thank you so much. Go to binkypatrol.show for all of our past episodes. Check us out in your favorite podcast apps. Binky Patrols, all volunteer, all heart. You can find us there and go to binkypatrol.org to see our site. It's still in progress. We're still working on it, but we love how light it is, easy to navigate. Our chapter leaders are happy. They can do everything they need to do. And it just loads a lot faster and is easier for us to add new content. So best of luck to you. Again, let me know if you have any questions. I'm Susan Pinch.